I'm Asia Freeman, and the Artistic Director of Vanell Street Art Center, and uh, very pleased to present to you this evening a virtual reception for um, Anchorage-based painter Steve Gordon and Fairbanks-based sculptor Anvil Catlin Williamson. We'll start out um, by listening and watching um, images of Steve's paintings. He's um, an Anchorage-based artist, uh, painting landscape of South Central Alaska for the past 35 years in a painterly realist style. He grew up in Dubuque, Iowa, and went to Dartmouth College. Steve got his MFA from the University of Iowa in 1984 and headed up to Alaska to start his adventures with the life and the land. He has taught at UAA and APU and has a numerous painting workshops, artists and schools, residencies across the state, and work in many private, public, and corporate collections. Welcome, Steve. I just want to invite you to um, share some images with us tonight. I know that you have a good many more images that you created in this body of work than you were able to fit on our walls, and so we'll get to see even more than this fantastic show tonight. Do you want to open up screen sharing and okay. jump in? Uh, so can everyone see that? <laughs> can you see it? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to dive in and just talk a little bit about uh, the different images that are in the show and then a few that are extras. I wasn't sure when I was packing how many would fit in the back of my car to get down there. So uh, these are some others. There may be a few pictures that are in my studio at home, but not part of the show. So this is a piece. Um, from the Beluga Slough area. I was here in uh, late spring, and um, as I was walking around the boardwalk, I just loved the movement of the clouds in the sky and just the movement of the grasses and the wind. And so whenever I'm out hiking or walking in nature, I try to be in touch with the things in me that resonate with the, what I'm seeing in the natural world. And I feel like uh, all of creation is singing. And when uh, you come across something that strikes a chord that resonates within you, then uh, for me, that's when I will take photos. And then uh, from the photos I've taken on my walks, uh, I work in the studio to create the paintings. Uh, so, so this painting inspired me by just the the luminous clouds and their movement and uh, how the movement of the sky and the wind and the grasses kind of uh, shape nature. The, this is an image that uh, was from a backpack trip I took in mid-September up near uh, Denali and it was what I was interested there is the kind of light and atmosphere depth of the mist and clouds kind of hanging in and between the mountains and the distant range and the color contrasts of the kind of distant blue purple mountains with the really hot tundra. This is a, a birch forest near where I uh, live and ski. So I have a dog, I go out cross-country skiing and the trails and uh, this is Birch Knoll 
which is a ski trail kind of a few miles from my house. And I like the kind of hot, cold contrasts with the sky and the snow and just the patterns of the spaces between the birch trees and, and the way in which the skin of a birch tree kind of tells a story of its weathering and nature. Um, this is a piece in the show. Uh, it was in a, uh, another artist friend that lives in Homer. I uh, got married a couple summers ago, and this was um, June walking down a trail that led down to Ketchumac Bay. It's like a walk to the beach. Uh, and I just loved the passageway of the trail in the grass and then the archway of the birch branches and the patterning of light and shadow kind of uh, coming through the leaves. Uh, this piece is in my home studio, but it was just the weathering of lichen on the boulders up in Hatcher Pass and uh, the movement of the water, the weathering of the stone, and then the contrasting um, yellow willow leaves against the kind of blue-purple. I like the color contrasts and the light-dark contrasts in that. Um, uh, this is kind of a late summer evening sky looking across Cook Inlet, Susitna, but I was mostly interested in the pattern of light in the sky. Uh, this is from a kayaking trip in Prince William Sound by 17 Mile Beach. And uh, liked the patterning of snow in the distant mountain, how the wind and the train of the mountain shape and accumulate snow and different patterns as the snow and wind erodes the mountain and then in the foreground you have the rippling of the water and the light dark contrasts that pattern the water uh, this was from another kayaking trip in tucka bay and this is the otter rocks so we paddled out to this um rock outcropping that came up in the bay and there's this little isthmus kind of in the center here that looks like white sand beach but it's actually the way the tidal currents pile up um shells creates this the sandy little isthmus and uh i like the the depth of space from like this foreground area and how you move through this isthmus back into the distant mountains is just kind of that bigger sweep. The patterning of the lichen on the rocks and um, so the depth of space and the kind of orange blue contrasts. So I was interested in that piece. This is in the same birch forest, the different area um, where I cross country ski. And so this is just after a fresh snowfall, the heavy laden snow branches and the pattern of light and shadow across the snow and through the trees. Uh, I was interested there. 
And some of the birch trees, since this is a little bit later in the season, are, are have more of an orange bark. So I like the hot coal contrast with the orange bark against the blue. Uh, this is another one from Little Tucka Bay. Uh, and just like the, the kind of calmness of the reflected mountain in the water and kind of the, the temperature contrasts in the evening clouds. Uh, this is near um, kind of uh, Kincaid Park in the fall, West Anchorage. Um, and the uh, uh, Devil's Club leaves before the killing frost, so kind of early fall, have this bright blaze of gold and like that against kind of the blue-purple tree trunks. And this is up in Hatcher Pass, um, and the kind of red-green color contrasts of the uh, aspen and blacks, uh, cottonwoods. This is uh, another kayaking trip in Prince William Sound and Blackstone Bay, and Again, I liked the kind of color contrasts of the orange and blue and the way in which the patterning of snow in the mountains kind of uh, reflects down into the water and this uh, having the reflected light on the surface of the water, but also because you're close to the rocks in the kayak, you can see through the water. So you can see some of the, the seaweed, which uh, is submerged under the water. And I just like that kind of movement of under to over the water. And um, this is from a kayaking trip in Tucka Bay. And with the ocean colors, depending on the light situation, uh, they just change so many different colors. and. And this one, I liked kind of the weatheredness of the um, low tide bladderwort plants on the rocks and how that's kind of sculpted with plant life and which, you know, is like a garment over the structure of the rock itself. And then uh, in the foreground, you can see through the water a bit, but you also get the reflection of that yellow-orange into the surface of the water. So I just like that rippling, so you have like that molten glass distortion of the ocean water uh, with a little bit of Tucka Bay mountain range in the back. Uh, this is from Six Mile. Uh, kind of early summer piece, like solstice. And I like the kind of, um, this is a glacial river, so it's got these intense blue-green colors uh, with the passage of light on the mountains in the back. I like the depth of space. Uh, this is from Bishop's Beach when I was here in the spring. 
And uh, I liked the way in which the dandelions just create this burst of yellow that just is like flooding into the foreground. So the way in which your eye jets into the distant space and then back forward again with the uh, dandelion yellows. Uh, and then how the um, driftwood logs uh, were tipped back and forth uh, on the upper beach there was kind of made it kind of interesting patterns. Uh, this is up kind of in Palmer area in the fall. Um, I like the color contrast of the kind of red greens and then the, the light raking across the birch trunks. Uh, this is Otter, uh, um, the Herring Islands in the background, uh, walked along the beach uh, on the mouth of the Tucka Bay. And in this, uh, I liked uh, that kind of orangey plant growth over the boulders and they're distributed in specific patterns based on their elevation in the water column. But uh, we have these bigger lumpy kind of orange yellow uh, rock formations contrasting with the blue, but then just a barnacle layer that moves kind of right across here that picks up you know, these uh, white, yellow, you know, brighter white lines that move through there. I like the balancing of this uh, boulder right on that little rocky ridge line and how that was contrasted with this near to far with the distant islands just kind of in the atmosphere. And it had this very kind of calming, um, peaceful kind of balance. And, uh, so that format shape with the strong horizontal emphasis uh, kind of contributed that. And that was kind of a more distorted or unusual or stretched out uh, rectangle than what they typically do. But um, I liked how that gave a sense of this expansive view. Yeah, I guess that's the last one. So. Wonderful. Oh, that's just fantastic, Steve. Thank you so much for sharing that gorgeous collection. Yeah. Um, as we're, and um, Anvil, I'm just going to invite you to do a little self-introduction while people are listening. All right. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> you technical difficulties. Oh, great. <laughs> great. Uh, so thanks for that introduction, uh, Asia. Yeah, I'm Anvil Callen-Williamson. I uh, do make animal sculpture, largely ceramic and mixed media. I do have a few images for you. Let's see. You can see my screen okay? We're still good? <laughs> yeah, everything looks good. Great. Uh, okay, so I guess I'll just jump in. So books were a huge part of my childhood. These are two of my favorite uh, books. I preferred ones uh, with animals that moved and behaved like with hu like humans uh, or like animals that had thoughts and emotions like humans, stories that sort of explored the vastness of the inner life, particularly small animals like mice that can go unnoticed. So my work tends to follow the same 
anthropomorphic method, maintaining a sort of childlike narrative quality in a relatively realistic style. Using animals to represent humans provides some emotional distance for handling subtle and sometimes painful concepts. This is why we use animals in children's stories. Art and literature being tools of thought or devices for creating order in this sort of crazy world. So this is why I use animal forms and narrative to explore human experiences like loss and suffering, but also survival and hope. So I was brought up in a home that simultaneously valued spiritual belief and also scientific reasoning. So these were two books that were in heavy rotation in our house. I was taught to both investigate and question how things worked in the physical world, but also to deeply think about what their purpose was in a spiritual sense. I didn't realize until later that the world generally considers science and religion to be at odds with one another and what a unique sort of upbringing that was. So I think that's why I like to combine animal forms with these non-organic components, sometimes industrial or mechanical parts. These parts usually symbolize the often invisible struggles of the individual um, in their search to find practical and spiritual purpose for life. They're sort of an outward manifestation of an internal process. So as a child, I had a lot of fear. And as an adult, that sort of translates into anxiety. <laughs> So I had a tendency to escape from those things into little tiny worlds. Sometimes that was through a book, but sometimes it was just of my own making. I really believe that if I looked at something close enough or long enough or in the right light, I could see what was going on inside of it. I could understand it and maybe even that it would reveal itself to me and what its purpose was in the world. So this narwhal piece is called, Are You There? and it's about finding a place to fit. Um, this is actually the first photo of the pieces that are on view at the gallery right now. So when the shutdown started happening earlier this year, our vocabulary stretched to accommodate terms like self-isolation, quarantine, stay at home, social distancing, concepts including mandates and orders and restrictions sort of invaded our homes and safe spaces. I observed a general physical and emotional withdrawal in myself and others too in response to this sort of chaos. This retreat into safer places was the source of the title for this body of work that I chose being shelter. The majority of it I actually made since March of this year. So this piece is called The Devil in the Deep and it was inspired by the 52 Hertz whale which uh, is known as the world's loneliest whale if you're unfamiliar with this particular creature. Uh, it's unique because it has a whale call that's at a different frequency than other whales. So they first noticed it in the late 80s when its call was picked up uh, by an old anti-submarine hydrophone. It's never really been identified. They think it's a blue whale, but they think it might be a hybrid. Uh, but it lives a sort of solitary life, calling out for a community that might not even be able to hear it. Despite the enormity of a, the blue whale species in the vast roam of the ocean, the idea of feeling small and trapped by your own inabilities made this particular whale a perfect muse for an examination of loneliness and isolation. All of us have experienced changes in how we relate to our physical and emotional shelters and communities in the shadow of current events. 
So shelter explores the balance between that feeling of safety and also uh, the risk of isolation. As people seem to retreat further into their hidden spaces, I kind of wanted to peer further in and see what was going on inside. This piece is called Trust, which is sort of a play on words. Uh, I was thinking about being responsible for providing shelter for others in difficult times and having to have other people trust you to keep it together and choosing to provide structure at the expense of your own identity or freedom. Uh, and the migratory nature of like tundra swans is a perfect vessel for this idea. This piece is called a drift. Alaskans are somewhat familiar with the awkward phases of the Arctic hare as it changes its coat uh, between summer and winter and Alaskans kind of go through a similar awkward phase. And I wanted to capture that feeling of being between seasons and not knowing where to be, feeling vulnerable, sort of like both the monster under the bed and the child in it. Uh, I'm also really affected sometimes by current events. So we're all trapped in our houses and uh, the historic launch of SpaceX's crew capsule in May was pretty impactful on our family. So I modeled the shell after this hermit crab uh, model, model the shell of this hermit crab after that capsule. As you probably know, hermit crabs live in shells created by other species, and as they grow larger, they actually need to leave those shells and find bigger ones. So they participate in this fascinating social behavior called vacancy chains, where when a new shell becomes available, they link up, they sort of line up in order of size until a crab comes along that fits that new shell perfectly, and then they all hop out of their old shells and sort of uh, in progression, just jump into the shell in front of them. Uh, and when I made this piece, I was thinking about the desire to leave home, particularly when you're a young person, to explore the world and you outgrow it in a way, and how cramped it must be to be stuck right now uh, and sort of grounded, living vicariously through the people that get to leave and explore new horizons. This piece is called Giants. I made it when I was feeling pretty overwhelmed by the state of the world, <laughs> uh, particularly in Alaska, the importance of the oil industry here and the environmental effect of global warming on Arctic animal habitats. These things being further compounded by the pandemic and the subsequent shutdown of the economy, sometimes everything just feels impossibly large and giant and looming. I likened the situation to David and Goliath, and I decided to adopt a similar pose as Michelangelo's David. I wanted to inject that same sort of confidence and hope uh, and energy into that uncertainty. So of course, instead of a sling, he's got a mask slung over his shoulder. Uh, in an effort to find more hope in the chaos, I learned that endangered sea turtles were experiencing a bit of a boom in the absence of humans on the beaches where they usually lay their eggs. So this piece is entitled Bearing All Things, and it's about doing the best you can with what you have. This is uh, modeled after a leatherback seat turtle. So this piece is called Zealot. It's about passing your beliefs on to the next generation and uh, sort of fervently protecting those beliefs. Um, to a fault, maybe even. So that's pretty much all I have. I guess the takeaway from shelter, this is just my contact here, 
uh, is really that the we're all physically different, distant from each other. We don't have to be emotionally distant. And that I hope that some of those pieces inspire you to see beyond what you see in people on the outside and look to their experiences and actively practice empathy and compassion for one another. Wow. Thank you for that beautiful talk, Anvil and Steve, both of you. Um, I just want to invite everybody to turn their videos on so we can be in the room together for a moment. <laughs> it's um, important to, to inhabit the spaces that we can and um, give these artists, you know, an audience <laughs> that they very well deserve. I'm here at Benel, you know, sitting here next to um, this lonely whale and um, <laughs> this phenomenal uh, surrounding of, of paintings. And I'm just going to turn in a circle in the middle of the room for a moment so people can see how beautifully these two artists um, just converse about our planet, its beauty and its vulnerability. Thank you. A round of applause from all of us. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you.